So, hello and welcome to those vicar blokes. I'm uh, Howell the Nerdy Vicar. And so I'm Dave Coaches. So I'm Dave Coaches. <laughs> so have you done anything this weekend, Dave? Well, I've been busy working. Ah, I've been you busy know, norm, working. normie stuff. Normie Just stuff. Normie stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> I've been watching these normie programs. You keep on sending a me a quadruple yeah. baptism and a, and a and a wedding and and school assemblies and work, Eucharist. Work, work. So yeah, work, work, work. Yeah, normie stuff. Normie stuff. Yeah. Well, you done anything that's not normie? Uh, not this week, no, because I didn't. Well, I went to see Manning Street Preachers last week and Arctic Monkeys, so this week has been fairly quiet. Really. Fairly quiet. Yeah. yeah we hadn't been so, to the Manics when we met last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was good. They yeah. were coming. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was I full like of, um, it was it was quite a lot of uh, older people. It was all like kind of. Well, like, older people like you? Or? No, no, no. Older than me. Oh, right. It was, like, it was a lot of middle aged women with uh, leopard print. I thought you had to go uh, to church to feel young nowadays. <laughs> No, you just go to a manic gig. Right. You know, like, these oldie guys, like all these old boomers. I was like, oh, I thought this was cool. I was like, no, yeah. it's not. No. That's the thing. It's really hot, though. Really, really hot. Yeah. Like, I'm being sent out to get water from the front. So luckily it was free, so you would have been happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was being in a big Brilliant. bottle. Yeah. But yeah, not a lot to do. Um, so what are we talking about? So what are we talking about this week? We're talking about Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Because oh, you loved that, didn't you? Normie. Yeah, it's yeah. very normal. We're talking about yeah. Dawson's Creek. We're talking about regaining our confidence in our faith. Um, and we talk about uh, oh, Lawrence in, Fox burning, burning pride flags yeah, in his garden. Bad guy. Because he's an attention seeker. Yeah, he's an attention seeker bad guy. So we talk about whether that should be legal or not. So, we don't really get an answer for that, though, do we? No, that's too complicated for but, us. <laughs> but we're playing the Dawson's Creek music now, aren't we? Yeah, we are playing the Dawson's so, Creek music. Yeah. Brace yourselves. My heart is in my hands. My head is in the clouds. My feet have left the ground. My life is turning around and around. Every voice inside my head is telling me to run. Right, so in the news this week, it's been kind of taken over by that submarine thing, isn't it? Where, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's pretty sad, really. Like those blokes died in the submarine. So we're looking for some other news, and I was looking on Twitter because I'm trying to kind of find out more about Twitter after about eight, nine years of absence. So I followed Dave on Twitter and about another. Like, that's a mistake. Yeah, twenty people. Yeah, it is a mistake. Yeah. So I found on Dave's Twitter feed. Do you want to say what was on your Twitter feed this week? Well, keep it clean, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always well, keep it clean. Yeah, you I do always actually, keep it yeah. clean. Yeah. Um, I engaged in a in a in a conversation on Twitter about Lawrence Fox burning flags in his garden. So do you want to say who Lawrence Fox is? Because I I, I used to be an actor. Yeah, well, he used to he? be an actor. Um. He made a bit of a fool of himself on Question Time once as the as as the guest with no knowledge. Um, and, and <laughs> what's the guest with no knowledge? Well, you know, on Question Time they always have one who who's sort of a celebrity of some sort of thing who who really doesn't yeah, but have enough background to to comment on what what's being discussed. Yeah. Um. 
but now he thinks he's some sort of politician and he's going to stand in Boris Johnson's vacant seat. Oh, in Uxbridge. For, for, yeah, for right. um, Reclaim UK, maybe? UK something like party. That. Yeah. Is that like some kind of UKIP do or something? Is it? I I think it's more extreme than UKIP. Oh, right. Um, well, I've never... I've, I've used it seems to be that we hate everybody party. All right, okay. Um, irrespective of why. Now, wasn't he married to like Billy Piper or something? I don't know. You know, I only know about things like that, celebrity Chris stuff. Chris Evans, so. he was married to Billy Piper, wasn't he? But I don't know about Lawrence Fox. Anyway, he might have been. I don't know. I don't really follow... Anyway, so... His sister's on Gogglebox, isn't she? Ooh. Um, Lawrence, Fox. Lawrence Fox's sister. Is it? Oh, right. I've something. seen that for a bit. Anyway, so he was burning pride he flags. He was burning pride flags in his garden, garden, yeah. And what did you tweet at him? Um, well, I didn't tweet him. All right. I tweeted somebody else who seemed to think that was acceptable, um, but they were somebody who had a, a, a union flag on their profile. So I merely asked how they would feel if it was the union flag that was being burnt and, and not the one that that they didn't have an association with. Yeah. They didn't respond. Well, no. does anyone ever respond to your tweets on Twitter? Well, you normally reply to my tweets on Twitter. I just troll you by saying, like, please leave, like, Jacob Rees-Mogg alone or something. Yeah, poor Nigel. Poor Nigel, yeah, that's about it, really. I just, you know. But I think, yeah, no, it made me think of that was when I went to Aberdeer yesterday, right? I went to Aberdeer to go and sort out some stuff for my father-in-law. And we turned up in Aberdeer. And the whole of the town was full of Welsh flags, right? Every single um, every single shop had a Welsh flag in it. Because all the yeah. shops have these little brackets in them, right? And they've put, like, they used to have, like, Christmas trees in them. Yeah. But now they've got, like, Welsh flags in them. And they went in Aberdeer Market, and all the way through was, like, Welsh flag bumped in. It was mental. What was the occasion? Well, that's what we were trying to work out because we we didn't know. And then we seen this poster for they're having a nice stelvod in the park on Saturday. A what? A nice stelvod. Right. Okay. A nice stelvod is a um, festival of Welsh poetry and song. Oh, right. So we have one every year as a national stelvod, right? Which is either in North or South Wales, but they're having one for Rhondda Taff in Aberdeen Park, right? right? So we used to have them in school. So we used to have a competition where we'd recite poetry and uh, sing in a choir and all that. I, I conducted the choir when I did that. Yeah. Right, okay. So it was dead good, yeah. I still had. So that's what... I think you, you can know. only say that if you're Welsh. I'm not going to give it a go. You're not going to give it a go, yeah, I still had. Yeah. So I don't think I would be very impressed at all, or I don't think anybody in Aberdeen would be very impressed at all if, he turned up and sort of burned a pile of Welsh flags. To be no, fair. no, absolutely. You know. But because it's a protected characteristic, your nationality is a protected characteristic. Um, but then so's your your sexuality. So why why he can burn that flag without any recourse and post it on his Twitter? I don't know. But he did something really horrible last year. I think I've just remembered this now. He did something really. I think it. Yeah, it was him. Yeah, he did this thing where he he got the pride flags and he turned them to make it look like a swastika or something. And I seen that he did that last year. It was in the paper. Oh right. And he put that on Twitter as well. I think he's just doing it because to get a bit of publicity for his his party. It's just a well, kind the of the timing. The timing of it is obviously. Uh... Because he's a, he's up for election. He's up, he? yeah, yeah. He wants Boris's seat, so he so he 
you needs a bit of publicity, so you go to the extreme sort of publicity. He just trying to get a bit of attention um, online, didn't he? Yeah, Basically. I think so. But there's ways to get attention, and then there's doing things that are. Well, I think I think what he might be trying to do as well is if he feels strongly about uh, which he he seems to anyway feel strongly about freedom of speech. I think what he's doing is he's doing it as what they call a test case. So they used to do this back in the day um, in the eighties, right? Because there ain't any blasphemy laws or anything, right? They used to do it to Mary Whitehouse and stuff, right? Yeah, is she would take uh, a play to court, for example, right? Yeah. Because uh, they'd have some nudity in it or there'd be like some gay people in it or something like that. There was loads of these cases in, in the 80s, right? The early yeah. 80s. And they do it as a kind of test case. So I think he's doing it to say, come on then, prosecute me. So then he'll go to court then. So then they can have a test case. Because how British law works... Yeah, but what if he loses? Well... He loses end, doesn't he? Because that's how the law is made yeah, from common law. He's potentially locked up for that, though, isn't he? Because that's potentially a hate crime. Yeah. So he could serve time for that. Well, people... but, uh, you're a bit foolish, aren't you, to to be the one who wants to be the test case. Now, I was once told, and I don't know how true yeah. it is, that as ministers of religion, yeah. if we get stopped on the way home from presiding over the Holy Eucharist and we're over the drink drive limits, then we're exempt. <laughs> no, right? that's not true. Now, now I don't want to be the test case. That's Whether not it's true, true or no, not, not true. I don't want to be in front of a... It is in It is in some countries in Europe. Oh, is it? But I'm hasten to add, not. but it's for the Romans, isn't it? It's not It's not, uh, it's not, it's not true, no. Um, but I wouldn't want to be the test case. Would you? No. 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 So, so why would anyone want to be a test case of something that potentially... Uh, We'll put him in jail. Then. We'll put him in or jail. Or you get a fine or something. Wow. Well, people do get fined for unrested and things for stuff they put online, don't they? Well, yeah. When they when they over-exercise their freedom of speech to cross the line and, and, and have a go at a protected characteristic. Yeah. Because they're protected in law. Yeah. You know. But that's why he's doing it, though, because he's, like, famous and that. He's, like, saying, well, they're not going to... Uh, arrest me because I'm famous, but they'll arrest somebody else, isn't it? That's why he did that last year, and he? he was just trying to wind up the police to come round and uh, arrest him, isn't it? Because he wants if he gets arrested, right, then that's more publicity for him, isn't it? So he can like video it. He wants and to all be that. as famous as Boris, maybe. No, but well, yeah. But that's the thing. It's a way of it's a it's a it's a classic way of kind of political campaigning, isn't it? is that you do something uh, to break the law, right? So then you can test the law because you don't agree with the law that's in place. So it's like civil disobedience. That's what he'd argue. Do you see what I mean? So in effect, what he's doing is exactly the same as the protesters, where what they've done is they're not allowed to glue themselves to the street anymore because the law changed, so they walk it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yeah. That's it, yeah. One so, mile every eight hours instead yeah. of four miles an hour. And then so... Yeah, it's just the same as people... So it's pushing the boundaries of the law. That, that's it. Okay. So it's a bit like... Um, yeah, so the, th- the thing is, the other weird thing that happens as well in Britain, and across... So this is really ancient, because the Romans used to do this as well, is that because we've got a jury system, yeah, is that even if you've broken the law, the jury won't con- convict you because they agree that what you did was right. So... 
for example, when they pulled down the Colston statue, isn't it? Yeah, they got done for criminal damage. Yeah, so yeah. they got in court, but they didn't get convicted, did they? Do you see what I mean? I don't remember the full outcome of what they were. I think they got found not guilty of criminal. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. But then that's because the jury, even though there was evidence that they committed criminal damage because it was on the telly, right? The jury didn't convict them because they agreed with what they were doing. So that's what he wants to. I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong or whatever, but that's why he's doing what he's doing, I think. So that way then he can push the boundaries of the law and do all those sorts of but, things because he why? doesn't agree with it. Well, why? Why bother? Why do it? Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand why you bothered. Why would you bother to go out, buy yourself some pride flags, mm. just to set fire to them in your garden? Um, and because what you, you just want to insult a whole load of the population for a laugh? Well, I don't know why he did it. I think it, it would be to kind of say he can do it if you see what I mean I think that's what what that's what I gleaned from the little bit on your Twitter is it seemed to be that he was doing it to say that he could do it because he wasn't he shouldn't be illegal so he should do it so he didn't do it to say that um that um actually I've got a complete disdain for the LGBTQI community he just did it because because he can yeah I think so I think that's what he was saying he should be allowed to do it so he's so he's like a child who should be wearing shoes to school who decides they're going to wear trainers then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit like when I was in Murfield. So it's for yeah. no point other than being petulant? Maybe. Oh. I, 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 think, I think he's trying to say that he doesn't agree with hate crimes. I think that's what he's trying to say. That he thinks that you should be allowed he, he to say. He thinks there's no he, such thing as a hate crime because that impinges on our freedom of speech. Yeah, I think that's the point he's trying to make. Is that is that um, hate crime legislation impedes on our freedom of freedom of speech, and it can be easily misused. So I basically I think what he did was just disgusting and like totally immoral, and you shouldn't do it. But I'm not really sure whether I'm not really sure whether it should be illegal or not. I think he's definitely, definitely immoral and disgusting. But I don't know whether... I don't know where the line should be legally. Because I don't think that... My take on it, I suppose, would be that I think everybody should be treated like a vicar. So if you're allowed... Treated like a vicar. Everyone should be treated like a vicar. Yeah, but we're not treated the same by everybody, are we? No, what I mean by that is... Some people love us and other people hate us. Exactly. So I think that if you're allowed in law to say horrible things about vicars, which people do a lot, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And people do do blasphemous things online to be genuinely blasphemous, right? Yeah? Yeah. Right? And going back to Mary Whitehouse... They did do plays and things back in the early 80s to be blasphemous, to annoy Mary Whitehouse, right, yeah? Yeah. Who then would take the bait and complain about it. And we were told that basically we had to suck it up and that was it. So if if somebody's on the... Do you see what I mean? So my take on it is that you need to have equality across the board so you can't then... 
you can't treat different groups differently. So if it's if it's a hate crime for one group, it's a hate crime for others. Yeah, all right. So why don't we just make hate crime illegal? Well, at the moment, I think what we've got is a situation where it depends on who you are in society of how much hate you can you can you endure. So this is my classic example about say uh, the God delusion, where he says it's worse to take a child to school, uh, t- it's worse to take a child to church than it is to rape them. Now, I think that's just you can't get much more hateful than that. No, but that's in a book which is celebrated by the establishment. So you can't have an establishment which celebrates one no. guy, right, as the pinnacle of rationality, who says horrible things, right, to be horrible because he knows he can get away with it. Yeah. Right. And then you I have some. What you mean? Yeah. And then you got another guy who does something which is, I don't know whether it's more or less horrible than than that. But do, do you see what I mean? Okay, so this to me sounds like. Um, like an like an argument that goes along the lines of, is every American's right to bear arms? We know it makes absolutely no sense, but still we stick with it because it's the way it is. Right. Freedom of speech, everybody's right. Right. Yeah. Everybody's right, but actually all we're doing is encouraging people to be hateful, because actually that freedom of speech is invariably used to be horrible about somebody else so freedom of speech must be a bad thing that's a bit scary that yeah controversial isn't it? that is a bit scary that is that that is the actual conclusion that they come into now it's is a bit like freedom of speech is a bad you don't thing have anything nice to say don't say anything at all i think there's a difference i think between doing something which is immoral and something which is illegal so there's lots of things which we can do which are completely immoral but they're not illegal. So, for example, adultery, right, is immoral, immoral but it's right, not illegal. illegal. And it does cause huge amounts of pain and suffering yeah. and things like that, but it's not illegal, but it is immoral. And there's lots of things like that which are immoral but not illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in some element then then maybe it's all right to say things that are spiteful and hurtful because that protects our freedom of speech. But when it comes to setting things on fire, that's not freedom of speech. Well, I think... And, and, that, and, and where do we cross the line? I think I think that's a really awkward question, really. But I do think it depends on... What if the thing that bothers me, really, is, is to do with power, isn't it? Is that if you had somebody who has power... They could then turn around and say things like, "You can't say you can't go to church because it's hateful." Because I've decided it's hateful, which you could make an argument for. Yeah, well, I think you'd struggle to make an argument oh, for I that. Don't but, know about that. But um, oh, I think there's lots of people who do. Richard Dawkins does. He says that it's the root of all evil. It's the virus that infects people's minds. It is old thing, and the whole new atheist thing was. That religion, which basically means Christianity, is uh, a virus that infects people's mind, right? Yeah, and that virus needs to be eradicated. Now, what's the end of that? Once you define somebody yeah. as a virus, right? And that's been before. 
hopeful. Yeah. Where people have been seen as a disease that needs to be eradicated because that disease is the root of all evil. How many people say to you, oh, well, I don't believe in God because religion's the cause of all the wars and all of that? Yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard it. Quite a Lots few of times. times yeah. yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, if yeah. there was no religion, how many times do you think that has happened in history where people have said, if there was no Christianity, then everything would be fine. How many times do you think that's been done? Yeah, lots. Yeah. Because it's, it causes hate. Yeah. That's the trouble, isn't it? It depends on who's who's the arbiter. Yeah. Who is, who is the arbiter? See, you've got a copy of Richard Dawkins' The God Delusion over there on your shelf. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't have a copy on my shelf. Well, I got it from the Art Foundation shop, so I didn't give him any money. Right, okay. Yeah, see, I'm on... Yeah, see? <laughs> I bought it second hand. Fair enough. Yeah. See, you could just burn it in your garden. Well, that would just be stupid. Yeah, why? That would be your 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 biggest sign that you didn't agree with him. It could be, yeah. So why is it all right for Lawrence Fox to burn pride flags? I, I right didn't say it was all right for him to do it. No, that's true. I, I think what he did was disgusting. I just not sure whether it should be illegal or not and i say not sure yeah i think that it's complex isn't it i think do you remember nick griffin who used to be in the bmp yeah now yeah. do you remember busy got elected to european parliament right for the the northwest back in the 2000s yeah right? yeah and they had him on question time right and there was this big thing to say don't have him on question time because he is terrible and yeah. awful and disgusting and I was living in Northwest at the time and I thought oh we can't have him on question time because he's terrible but then he did go on question time right it's worth a watch actually yeah. right and he got absolutely destroyed because his ideas were stupid yeah and I think that's the answer so what what we really need is Lawrence Fox back on Question Time again. You need to talk because he Lawrence. looked like a right numpty last time, and he'll look like a right numpty this time. Well, don't you think? And he... it might save the people of of Uxbridge, of Uxbridge from. Well, don't you think he looked like a numpty? Don't you think he looked like a numpty burning flags in his garden when he was drunk? He, he, I suppose he did. Yeah, yeah, I suppose he did. That's very true. You know, that's the thing. He just, you know, he. The, 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 it's a bit like what happened with Mary Whitehouse is in some ways people had a go at her and I think in lots of ways she what a lot of things that she warned about actually have come true but everybody said she was stupid and shouldn't listen to her but she carried on speaking and a lot of not everything by a long stretch but some of the things she said have actually mm. do you know what I mean that happened with the Blake about 2000 years ago as well it did. Yeah. It did. So, I don't know. Uh, it's a tough one. Tough one. Okay. We've given more questions than answers. That's really hard. Yeah, so next, well, uh, next time we're talking about Dawson's Creek in a minute. So thanks for listening to those Vicar Blokes. Uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe to us and hit like and give us a rating and give us a bit of feedback because it's basically a bit of a laugh, me and Dave doing this and quite interesting, but uh, we seem to be getting some very good stats so people are listening to us, so that's good. But any feedback, 
please tell Dave that, uh, you know, he's just no good. Uh, that would be really good. Yeah. So this week we're going to do uh, the TV and the question all in one, because I think it'd be the same thing. Dave, don't agree. I, but... don't, I don't see how he thinks it's the same thing yet. But... Well, yeah. So but we don't discuss these things before we press record. So No, we don't. It's no. interesting. <laughs> no, that's why it's all a bit... It was <laughs> just a case of we're going to combine these two, and I went, what? No, no, I thought about it. Anyway, so Dave, tell us about Dawson's Creek. Why did you pick it? Uh, well, I picked it because I saw it advertised on ITVX. And actually, when I was in that, uh, we're a similar age to the people who are in it, interestingly enough, because they're all playing 15 year olds, but they're all 18, 19. I, don't, I um, did notice that. Yeah. She was, she was playing a 15 year old or the bloke Dawson is playing a 15 year old. Yeah, he, was obviously, he was obviously like 22 when he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah he was. The woman was like nineteen, but playing. She don't. My daughter's fourteen. I'm like, she don't look like my daughter. So I mean, she's nearly fifteen. I'm like, no, no, definitely no, not. no. But you no. know, it's one of those typical like less cast them years younger bits. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I used to watch it on a Sunday. So, um. Yeah. If I didn't go to church, I'd watch the Hollyoaks Omnibus, right. followed by Dawson's Creek that comes on at, like, lunchtime. Right. Um, and if I did go to church, then I'd go home from church to watch Dawson's Creek. You know, after church, obviously, not, not, as, not as the sermon started or anything, once it finished. But, I think Dawson's Creek is a sermon, but, but there we are. But, um, but, yeah, I liked it. I liked the characters, and I disliked some of the characters, and it kept me hooked in. And then um, they showed it on an evening, um, the second time through that they showed it. And so I recorded them all onto VHS. Oh, yeah. But I've never watched them since I recorded them on VHS because the VHS <laughs> player went wrong not long after. So you're going to be like my father-in-law when I was cleaning out his old house and he's got like tons and tons yeah, of VHSs. Yeah, I've got, I've got, yeah. Oh, 30 or so that I've got no access to watch anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, well, I can give you my father-in-law's VHS player. Nah, you you're right. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure I don't think I've got a SCART connection on the back of my telly anymore. No, I don't think they... Uh, no, that was that was why he didn't have it, yeah. So why why has this got to do with... You did say last time that Dawson's Creek was uh, kind of central or made you think about not going to church well i didn't say it made me not i think it was it, it impeded it your christian journey it kept me at home right it was something that was better than going to church at the time possibly although right. i was a crucifer and an acolyte so on weeks that i was programmed on duty i always went right you know because we do things that are duty don't we yeah um but well, yeah i i think that it there's something about it that that is idealistic. Didn't you spot why it would affect you going to church? Didn't you spot no. what, how, it, how it worked? No. You didn't spot it at all? No. Really? Yeah, you look at things much more critically than I do. Well, look, put it this way. It's what what I watched the pilot and the first one, right? Yeah, and it was painfully nineties, right? Yeah, but yeah, well, it's painfully nineties. But fortunately, yeah. American fashions haven't changed much. So. No, 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 no. But I, I watched it. I watched it, right? But it was really obvious what was going on. It was what the story of Dawson's Creek was. Well, it's him living in a fantasy world that's formed by fiction, right? Yeah. Well. What Dawson's Creek is, for people who haven't watched it, basically, is a kind of dodgy teenage drama, right, about 
these four people, isn't it? Yeah, right. Two of which are going to well, fall it, in love. It expands it, right? yeah. on characters yeah. as you go on. But, yeah. but there's these four people who live in this little sort of town, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. which is by by a river. Isn't Cape Side. Yeah. Cape Side. It's right? a creek. It's a creek, right? Yeah. Hence Dawson's Creek. And then you've got Dawson, who's like this bloke who's obsessed with Steven Spielberg, isn't he? Yeah. Right. So he's really into films, and he he doesn't really want to live in the world. He wants to live in a film, and he thinks the world is like a film, doesn't yeah. he? Right. Yeah. And he's basically a film nerd. So he's basically the guy who wrote it, really. So that's quite interesting. Because the guy who wrote it's the guy from Scream. Right. Yeah. So the guy who wrote Scream, right? So a lot of these things were around in the 90s. And then you've got this other couple, haven't they? He's friends with... Who's the one Tom Cruise got went out with? Yeah, Katie Holmes. Katie uh, Holmes, Joe, yeah. Joey Potter. Josephine Potter and this. Yeah, yeah. And, and they have been childhood friends, but now she's turning into a woman... He doesn't think they can be friends anymore because she's turning. Well, into it was a her woman. who said they couldn't be friends That's anymore. It was her that said she that. knew that she liked him in a different way now. That's it. But she fancied him, right? So it's all of that going on about coming of age and all that, which is a bit funny because they're obviously twenty. And um, then there's this other bloke in it who's always Casey Witter. Yeah, Joshua Jackson, and he's who was the star in Fringe. That's it. And he's he's trying to... He really fancies his English teacher, which is really funny. Miss Jacobs. Miss Jacobs, that's it. Yeah, so he really fancies her and he thinks he's got a chance for that, but he kind of doesn't, which is really funny. But I you, think haven't he, seen, you haven't seen episodes three, four and five, have No, you? I think he does have a chance, which is really <laughs> creepy. Uh, but that leads me on to something else, because I don't think Dawson's Creek would be made today. But there we go for that, for those sorts of reasons. Um but you didn't see what the real story was. Well, the, the other character we should talk about is... Jen Lindley. Yeah, yeah, the blonde one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah right, um, who's the good-looking one, isn't it? Michelle Williams. Yeah, she's a good-looking one, isn't she? Well, it depends on taste. Well, it? yeah, but they're better. both very beautiful. She's the one who looks most like Holly Willoughby, so, you know, ah, we know... We, okay, yeah, yeah, right, fine. But the two, the two women are aspirational characters, aren't they? Yeah. Right? So they're characters which you, as a woman or a man would want to either go out with or be like, right? Yeah? Yeah, that's yeah. No, that's the initial illusion. All right, yeah. And then... If you even got to the bit where you know that, that Joey Potter's dad's in prison. Yeah. And that her mum's died. Yeah. Of cancer. Yeah. And that her sister's pregnant with a... With a black man's baby, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not married. Yeah. You know, and they're Yeah, got that bit, but she's right, the poor okay. person, right? Yeah, but the blonde one is the aspirational one, and she's come from New York, hasn't she? Right? Yeah. And there's something happened in New York which we don't know about, right? Well, yeah. we do by the third episode. But, okay, you know. yeah, right. But didn't you realise what was going on with what the story is? No, it's just teen drama. No, it's not. There's a, there's a narrative in it. There's a meta-narrative in it. Yeah, only the normal boy meets girl. No. You know. There's a salvation narrative in it. No, there isn't. Yes, it is. No, there isn't. Definitely is. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, the salvation is, the the narrative is, the story is, the salvation lies in sophistication and living in a city. So you've got this sleepy town, and loads of stories, especially American ones, are like this, right? You've got this sleepy town somewhere. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a sleepy town, and everybody there is a bit sort of backward. They're not really up to it. They're a bit semi-rural, that sort of thing. Yeah. Some people go to church, that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. 
And then you have this... The only Jen's granny. Though. Only Jen's granny, who's who's probably the most unsympathetic character. Yeah, 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 she is, yeah. yeah. She is, isn't she, right, yeah? But not by episode five, but still. But she's very, very unsympathetic, right, yeah? She's not somebody you want to be, right? So what the person you want to be comes from the city into the town because salvation is found in the city. And basically, it's a way, the whole programme, as far as I can see in the first two, it's a way of dealing with the problems of the world without God. Because God is rubbish and isn't helpful. The So the Gran tries to help with God by forcing the daughter to go to church, the granddaughter to go to yeah. church, right? Yeah. Which is shown to be the bad solution. So the going to church is the bad idea. It's boring, nothing there. It's not going to help you in your life, right? Yeah. And what it, the story is about is how we can find a way to live in society without God and still have meaning. No, that's that not is, what the story that's is. That's what the thing. story is. Yeah. No, no. When there are no rules, I can go out with the, the English teacher. That's what it is. No, it's set up. It's the, it is that's the, the it's, you've not watched enough of it. You need to watch more of it. I think that's the underlying it's, narrative. It's set up for that to look like the narrative. Is it? It's set up to look like that's the narrative. So so Jen from New York is seen as the one right up until episode three or four yeah. when her background in New York and why she's had to come to Sleepy Cape Side comes out and then you realise that the grass looks greener in New York because it's the big city and it's all great there. Yeah. But actually life was crap there. Right. You know, and that paints. And, it's just more nihilistic. And so, and so what you're looking at is Dawson's perfect life yeah. and his perfect picture movie thing, where his parents have an overactive um, time amongst themselves. Oh, that's really grim, yeah. And then it reveals that, yes, she really is sleeping with the bloke at work. That's it. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's whole... It, it. You just watch it all get... All of these supposed perfections get shattered all the way through right the way through so everything that it paints as being good mm. suddenly turns to not being so good even to the extent that um jen's gran um isn't really a good start Christian. no 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 <laughs> but she is in some ways but she wins her granddaughter over not by forcing the bible at her but by showing love to those that were around her. Okay. And so there's all of these bits that, that you've just not got sucked into it enough yet. But by the time you reach the end of so series six, and I won't tell you what happens there, it's really sad. I cried at the last time. I episode. bet you did, yeah. So it's basically it's nihilistic then? It basically puts up that bit where, where you have this illusion of what perfection is, and it, and it shatters it for you. But that's really no but, but that yeah, but the one that is is so I was wrong, it's actually it's not modern, it's postmodern then. Yeah. So but that's even worse in a sense. Because modernism says, right, that all we gotta do is get rid of all these backward ideas and then we can reach the sunlit uplands of utopia, right? That was the big idea, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the big idea that all we gotta do is get rid of the past, right? Yeah. Because we've moved on from our now. And then we get to the future, and the future is utopia, how I've decided it is, right? So salvation is found through human beings by creating a better world, by getting rid of the past. Yeah. That's modern. That's the modern way of thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Now that's been a massive fail. Yeah. And there's like billion hundreds and millions of bodies scattered all over the world. So in the nineties the writer of this realised that was a massive fail. And he's yeah. letting everybody know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is what postmodernism is. Yeah. Yeah. So postmodernism is basically uh even worse because you have to still have to reject the past because that's all rubbish. But there isn't isn't even actually any future either. So it's all oh, pointless. Um, and what no, you I don't to, think that's true. That is postmodernism. No, I I know, but I don't think that's true of the programme. Okay. I, I think I think it's trying to show us a better way. Do you reckon? And I don't know that it gets it right, but actually it, it does it does some way to getting it right by the end of the So it's trying to show a way of, of living a new way of living, that's what you think. I think trying it's to trying to show you a way that um that you need to make the best of what you've got and 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 seek the abundance in what you have. That's postmodernism. Yeah. That's basically life is pointless. It's all a bit sad where you're, but we are you, so what we have to do is make the best of a bad job. Which is actually where no, a lot of people are not, at. Not the best of a bad job. Well, there's no. I wouldn't say that. <sighs> We've got to make the best of what we've got. Yeah. Very, very pessimistic, aren't you? I'm not pessimistic. That's why I'm a Christian. Yeah. All right. Okay. But that's the point. Is is that is once you, once you take away right the, once you take away the ultimate hope of Christianity right, that's actually what you're left with. So that's the history of what we've done. We've we've taken away the. Taking away Christianity, we thought we could do a better job. Yeah. That's the story of the 19th century, the end of the 18th century, 19th century, and beginning of the 20th, 20th century. Yeah. Then we ended up having two world wars because of all that idea. Yeah. Right? And communism and everything else. So then the postmodernists pop up and say, well, actually, you know, people like Jean-Paul Sartre and stuff, who say, um, basically, life's pointless. There is no meaning. So what we have to do is create our own meaning through our own will, which is Nietzsche's idea as well. So we can we can do it individually if we're strong enough. We have to just make the best. We might as well. Well, we're you. There's no reason why we're you. So we might as well enjoy ourselves. That's all. No, system. that's hedonism. Well, yeah. Well, or, or, I don't think that's what it's going for. Or maybe not hedonism, but it's like we're you. There's no reason why we're you. So we have to find our own meaning. Yeah, I think there's an element of that in it. I've only watched two episodes. No, you need to watch them all. Oh, by this time next week. But, <laughs> but I think that's but that is the story. They're the two other stories other than Christianity in our world, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. What we've got is high-end philosophical ideas like Jean-Paul Sartre, Nietzsche, you know, Rousseau, the, all these other thinkers, right? But people never use these guys, right? But their ideas have kind of filtered into society and they've become the kind of norm. Yeah. And the trouble is, is that nobody ever critiques those ideas because they don't even think they're ideas. So you end up with... Um, I remember having a conversation with my son about this in when he was doing school. It's something in school, right? And he, he was talking to me about some idea or whatever. And he said, ha, that's not your idea. You need to think of your own idea because you're just repeating other people's ideas. And I was like, okay, so what's the idea you've got that you're taught in school? And he basically came up with Rousseau. And I went, well, that's Rousseau's idea. And he's like, who's that? 
Yeah. And then I showed him who Rousseau was and Jean-Paul Sartre, right? And all this. And said, they're not the teacher's ideas. They're not your ideas. They're somebody else's. And he goes, well, that's stupid. It contradicts itself. And I went, exactly. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah? But that's... So, is that... So, I'm not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah? I, I, I think... I think that um, nobody said that Dawson's Creek was fresh telly, though. No, they didn't, no. And actually... It's very normy, innit? Very, I very, knew you very, were going to say very that. normy. I said to Me my, my wife... watched it. I right? said to my wife, I bet Howell says this is normy. Yeah, yeah, me and my missus I, watched this it. This is the going to use. And we, we watched it and went, she goes, this is a Dave programme, isn't it? I was like, yeah. She goes, I said, it's normy, isn't it? She's like, yeah, it's pretty normy, isn't it, really? I, I preferred Buffy, to be fair, which has got the same story. Yeah, essentially. Buffy's yeah, got, got the got same story. story yeah, yeah, except it's vampires in it, which makes it better. No, that makes it worse. You like vampires? I got nothing. I got nothing against vampires, but it actually, it, I don't know, it just changes the story a bit too much. Okay, so... It adds an, an element of non-realism to something that actually is is people's everyday lives. Oh, uh, Okay. So, so Dawson's Creek follows the narrative of this is what normal life might look like in a, in a normal, rural community in America. Right. And actually, these ideas of oh, we want to live in that place because it's perfect gets undone. We want to, we want to live in New York because it's better than living here gets undone. We want to, you know, it's that the the grass isn't necessarily greener type view. Whereas Buffy has that, but what it also has is vampires for no apparent reason and it added in the story. Yeah. Just to make you watch it because it's got gore. Well, well, it's good. Well, it's not very gory, is it? But, but you know what I mean. Let's go back to what you said there. You said that New York is criti- critiqued, right? Yeah. Yeah. you say New York's people no grow good. up too fast in New York. So no, New York's good. It's no good being rural. Yeah. It's no good being other things, right? So That's every, not exactly what I said. Well, but all There's these, a view that the grass is greener green, elsewhere. Yeah, right. Now, what you're describing is something called critical theory. Yeah. Right. You learn about, so what critical theory is, is this idea from the 30s, I think. And the idea is that what you do is you take an idea, whatever it is, and you just critique it. And yeah. And that's what, it, that's what we do. So if we think about politics, anything, we, we apply something called critical theory, where you just take something and critique it. And the trouble is, it's like a kind of universal acid. It dissolves everything because nothing can withstand it and you end up with nothingness. Everything is critiqued so much that you end up with nothing but power. No, I don't necessarily agree. I think it's about uh, removing the layers of dirt to see what lies underneath. No. Taking the varnish off to get back to the original. No. No. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about that is what it says. Sometimes that is what it says is is that it is about basically you know critiquing everything. Anyway, so before we go down that big rabbit hole, we'll pause it there and we'll talk in the next bit about how we can live more effective Christian lives. Okay, in the face of all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. You are listening to those Vicar Blokes. Click subscribe, click like, send us some feedback. Um, and I'm going to promote it again, the Connections podcast um, on Yate and Froomside Benefice. 
to work out what else we do when we're not recording this podcast. Yeah, we do do other stuff. Yeah, we do. We we got jobs, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, follow us. Right, in this next bit, we'll be talking about um, how we can uh, sustain our Christian faith. Because last week we talked about the decline of the church and the increase of other religions. Yeah, and we were going to talk about regaining our confidence in our Christian faith. Yeah, regaining our confidence in the Christian faith. So I wanted to do the Dawson's Creek thing first, right? Basically, because I think that a lot of our lack of confidence in the Christian faith doesn't come not just from the church not being very good, in lots of ways it actually comes from things like dawson's creek or other tv shows which kind of very subtly kind of implant ideas into us that we yeah. don't even realize it's going on and that's what i was trying to say with the dawson's yeah creek thing, is there's actually quite a lot of high level ideas in there which are anti-christian right but we don't realize because it's a tv show because you yeah, don't yeah. realize that do you no well, 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 I, I wouldn't. I honestly realised that it was giving Grams a little bit of a hard time for her Christian beliefs. Yeah. Um, but then she comes across as the sort of Christian I don't like as well. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a bit more about that then. Is it the type of Christian we don't like? Well, that's the sort of Christian that is um, this really judgmental and horrible about people. Yeah. And 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 and, and loosely base it on on morals and ethics that they claim to be biblical are those sorts of people people who meet in corporate eth on a regular basis not in church no no but no. i mean in church no apparently they're all like that but but, but you, no, i don't meet them you don't meet them no don't meet them all right what about iron acton do you meet them up there no what about st mary's do you meet them in yay no st nick's no any of our churches no what about that fish ponds yeah, but we're not like that in our churches are we that's, that's other churches, isn't it? Right, okay. That's Do you think we are? Well, we are a bit. I think that that's a kind of human flaw, isn't it? Being like dead judgy and sort yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, but we've always got good reasons to be judgy, haven't we? Partly. Yeah. <laughs> but but what I mean is... And for anybody listening, that was satire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the, the thing is with it is the type of... Like Doc Cotton always got me. Have you ever met Doc Cotton from EastEnders in real life? Uh, I did meet a man who was a bit like Doc Cotton once. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who chapter and verse everything that that justified it the way that he was. So, but that was. And a... I do follow one like Doc Cotton on Twitter. Do you? Who's oh, on General he's Synod? Is he on General Synod? He's that on bloke? General Synod. Yeah. All oh, right. You you need to stop hate following people. You need to stop. Doing no, I don't that. hate follow him. Don't you? Yeah? No, no, I don't hate follow him. No. All oh, right. No, oh. sometimes I agree with the things he says. Do you? Oh, Very right. rare. Very rare. He did say it was really nice that Butlin's had a chapel, and I agreed with that. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, all right. But, but what I mean is is that the, the people that we, like Doc Cotton or the woman from Dawson, the grand from Dawson's Creek or any other Christian that you see on TV most of the time, do you ever meet people like that? No. Not, no. Very rare. Not really. They do exist, but it's quite do, unusual. It's very rare. Right. Okay. They're they're painted as being the only people who, who ever go to church, but but they're not the people I know at church. Okay. What about uh, do you ever meet people in church who um, don't believe in evolution? 
Not that I'm aware of. No. Do, 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 but it's not a thing that is sort of talked about. No. Do you ever go on diocesan conference and we have speakers about like why fossils are all nonsense and things like that? No, never heard any Christians really say that. When you were in theological college in that bad one, did they ever go on about that there? No. No? No. Never? No. Oh, okay. So, really then, does, have you ever heard anybody in church stand up and say, we need to declare war against someone because, like, they're Muslim and stuff? No. Never heard that? No, never heard that. We did do a bit on Islam when we were in uh, in theology college, and there were the, the big debate at the time was whether or not it was the same God they were worshipping that, that we were worshipping. Okay. But you never said the Muslims were, were like, declaring war left, right and centre either? No. No? No. So, and do you do any interfaith stuff with other religions and stuff, things like that? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, when when opportunity arises. Yeah. Do you, you like, kind of go over to them and have a go at them about being, like, whatever they are? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do have no, a no, I don't. No, I mean, I engage with them. You said last week about the fact that that um, you get a really good conversation between Christians and Muslims talking about faith, and I think that's very true. Um, but I did see that um, that our own bishop was criticised not very long ago for going to the the Grand Iftar in Eastern. Um, who was criticised enough of that? Oh, uh, people who don't go to church. Yeah, uh, so she shouldn't be having such an interfaith dialogue. No, that's um, that's interesting. Uh, so it's people who don't go to church are the people who criticise yeah, interfaith stuff. The people who do, I think don't have a faith of their own criticise the interfaith stuff more than those who do have a faith of their own. Yeah, so I'm in a conventional faith. Yeah, religious a, a, type a, a, faith. Someone who's a committed Christian. Yeah. So you've never come across somebody who would say. Oh, I don't like the bishop because she's gone to the, you know, she's gone and talked to a Muslim about something, or she went to the mosque. No, right. I've never heard that in any of the churches I've been in. Okay, right. So, really, right. If you watch TV, right, you would think, and you had zero interaction with Christianity, right you would find what you just said completely the opposite of what is portrayed on TV and in our media for all of our And that's why I didn't see it in Dawson's Creek. Because actually, Grams was portrayed as as a Christian I didn't recognise. Yeah. And and, and that great episode of of The Simpsons where Bart has to go to church with Ned Flanders from next door. And Ned's Ned's the same. Ned Flanders, yeah. I've never met him, yeah. That's the same. Um, and, and Bart has to go. And when he gets home, Homer says, what did you learn in church? And he says, I learned to be really judgmental or something like that. Yeah, that's yet, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way that all Christians are portrayed. But, and we know it's not true. Yeah, yeah. But actually, if, if you never experienced Christians being Christian, because they're frightened to be Christian, um, then you wouldn't know it was false, would you? But do you think that actually has an has an impact on you as a Christian, though? That type of that world we've both grown up in, where that was what was portrayed. I don't know, but you went to a church school, didn't you? I went to a state school. Yeah, that I did, certainly yeah. was the um, that was the kind of narrative, the background narrative of of my school to a certain extent, because I come from a much more secular part of Britain as well. Mm. 
So that that same narrative you have on TV uh, and in the media and so on, that certainly was the narrative that was in in school as well. It's the narrative that if you talk to people, have you ever talked to people from like the council and stuff? I don't really know about South Gloss, but uh, you know, I, over the years I've I've talked to people in in government, and that certainly is the narrative of of that they believe. They 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 believe that I am like that, that I am like dead judgy. Yeah, but you are um, not like a vicar, are you? No, I'm not like a vicar. No, no. But they do believe that's what happens in churches. That's it. Seems quite important to them as well that it does. So when you explain it doesn't, they they don't like it because they they find it quite comforting that that it does. Right. But do you think that that narrative's had an effect on you as a Christian person? I would say it probably has. I think it has. I think it probably has. Hmm. Because it makes it a little bit embarrassing, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes it a very low status belief. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because all of a sudden, when you go to church, well, you're like that then, aren't you? Yeah. That's it's, it's the straw man. But you don't want to be like that. No, I don't want to be like that. And I don't want people to think I'm like that because I'm not like that. No. Because that's not Christian. No. But do you think that that actually affects how you think about Christianity as well? You know, I I think maybe it affects how I think about some Christians. Yeah, but some of those are on general synod. Yeah, but do you think your opinion on certain Christians, say the ones which are a bit more conservative, for example, and things like that, who maybe like that, right? Do you think partly you're a bit more liberal because you really don't want to be like the people on TV? I. I hope not. But do you think it's really hard to tell sometimes? Ah, oh, you've called it into question, though. Oh, that's a tough one. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. I, I hope not. Um, yeah. I pray that's not the case. I pray that actually my theology is, is developed through Scripture and through Holy Spirit. Um, but like all of us, though is even to say when I was a scientist right yeah is you really want your experiment to be right and you, you've got no bias in you and you're not affected by all these sorts of things and it's just data but at the end of the day you're a human being and I think that because we grew up in this environment of, of being bombarded with these messages day in day out and they're not overt messages right it's like advertising if we said to somebody do you think advertising affects you right You'd be like, no, because it's stupid. It's a bit like when we want we're to... We're back to politics. Yeah, but if we went to... Put it straight. We've reached the politics of, of faith, haven't we? Yeah. Because that's the same as our political discourse, is that we have to hate what the other what the other side is saying. Exactly. That can't so be true. So we become completely polarised. Yeah, so we can't be... Exactly, because it's all part of the same thing. So we can't agree or take notice of what that person says because it's the Nigel Farage or... We can't take notice of what that person says because he's, I don't know, who's on the other side of Nigel Farage that people hate. Owen uh, Jones. Mr. Campbell. Owen yeah. Jones, yeah. We yeah, can't believe he... it because it's Owen Jones. And what we end up doing, we end up kind of suck it, being sucked into things subtly that we, we don't really... We're not thinking, we're feeling. It's about our identity. We And, and we are herd animals, so... 
we don't want to be the odd one out, do we? We don't want to be odd, different, strange. Yeah, but sometimes we do. Yeah, we do sometimes. Yeah, I do. That's why I'm a priest. Part part of the reason I'm a well, priest. Well, it's a good job you want to be odd. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> success. Woo! Yes, winner. Right. No, but I think I think I'm a I'm a very different type of person. So like, I don't care. My problem is I don't care enough what people think. So I just do stuff. But that's part of my personality. So part of me rebelling against the world is being a priest. Do you see what I mean? So I'm going to do yeah. what I want to do, and you can all do one. Um, hopefully that's a good thing, right? And it's, but maybe hundred years ago, then I would have been an atheist because that would be the way to stand out. That would be the way to do what I wanted to do. Do you see what I mean? To be a radical, yeah. Yeah. So you can't be a radical now and be an atheist because it's just like standard, isn't it? They all think they're radicals, but they're not. They're just standard. Yeah. Owen Jones isn't radical. He's just standard. Do you, do you see what I mean? Is yeah. It, uh, so. I don't mean that as a kind of condescending thing, but he is just an ordinary, everyday guy, everyday opinions. He's, he's not. not, though, is he? Because he's now gone to the extremes. Well, I haven't listened to him for years. But, no, yeah. well, he, he's, yeah. But, you know, no. yeah, he's just some left-wing guy. I think he seems to be opposite. Yeah, but he's Nigel more Fast. and more left-extreme all the time, yeah. yeah. So how do we fight against that, though? I think I'll tell you a little story about it. Is my... Uh, when I was a kid, I think the way I fought against it is when when I was a kid, I was told in school that I couldn't believe in evolution and be a priest. So I couldn't, or not, I couldn't believe in science and be a Christian, right? Right. And because okay. I'm marginally obsessed with science, right? Yeah. No, I am. I am like marginally. I am totally obsessed with science. Really, to be fair, um, I got caught watching, listening to a podcast called The Electron by my son, and he was like, "I can't believe you did that, Dad." But um, so I am into that, right? So I went to see my priest, and I was about eleven, right? And I said to him, because I was an altar servant yeah. at the time, and I said to him, I said, said, oh, in school they said I can't be a uh, Christian and believe in science, so I can't believe in evolution and be a Christian. Right? Yeah. What do you think? And my priest said to me, oh, uh, the Pope has said lots of times that you can believe in evolution and be a Christian. Yeah. I do. Lots of other people do. And I said to him, I said, oh, so why have they told me in school that I can't? And do you know what he said? No. That's the real question. Yeah, I think he's right. Because, because we're painted of, it, it, with this, uh, uh, all this seven-day creation in us. Yeah. They're taught that in school. My kids are taught that in school. That we all believe in creation in seven days yeah. do they use the Genesis 1 or the Genesis 2 account they don't even go to in that because the days are in the wrong order aren't they they, one they, of them. they don't even go into that order no. but if I was not if I didn't have the opportunity to talk to someone about it what would I think yeah that's very true good job you had a priest to talk to yeah good job he answered my question yeah because if he hadn't done so we need some courage to answer some questions then. Yeah. As priests. Yeah. As, as believers. Yeah. As people who go to church but don't recognise those people as portrayed on the telly as the people who go to church. We need to have the confidence to call it out as a lie. Do you know, I don't know anybody who knows as many verses as Dot Cotton. 
most of them are and wrong. I, and I know a lot of priests. Yeah, but most of them are wrong. It's really funny. Is if you actually watched it, I did this because I was really sad when I watched each stand as I sat there with my Bible and when she'd quote a verse, I'd look it up and it would always be wrong. Yeah, well, it didn't have to be right, did it? No. It just had to be convincing. Yeah, because nobody would ever check. <laughs> but that's a bit like, but that's a bit like <laughs> confessions. Uh, that's a bit like when you get all those names that you can't really read or pronounce in the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. And as long as you just do it confidently, nobody knows. Exactly. Yeah, and, and we all do that when we read it from the front. We just, people... there it is, and people go, oh, they must know what they're on about. Exactly. Yeah. That's how it works. So everybody assumes that that's what it is because they don't know any different. Yeah. And they're people in authority as well. So I think... You know, have you got any mates who are gay? Older mates who are gay? Any older mates like that people are gay? in their 60s, 70s, all like that, 50s, um, 60s? Not anymore. But do you, do you know people? Oh, well, do I you know... know yeah, 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 I have, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. I've, I've worked with people. Yeah. Like they were They were workmates as opposed to mates if you know oh, what I mean. I so you mean, yeah. so life's moved on and, and, and it's not that we wouldn't it's not that I wouldn't talk to them in the supermarket, it's just that when you're on the bus contact's gone. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So like did you did they ever talk to you about what it was like in the eighties and seventies as a gay man? Um interestingly, several of the ones I knew um weren't free to be gay men. All right, and and so a, a lot of the ones I knew sort of came out in their fifties. Ah, right, um, yeah, and, and and so like lavender marriages, used to call it, isn't it? Yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like like Elton John. Yeah, yeah, he did that, didn't he? Yeah, let's remember bit, that. Bit George Michael as well, really, isn't it? Uh, not 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 that he not that he, not that he was married or whatever, but yeah. everybody thought he was the he was straight he was the straight think, yeah. attractive man, and all the women fancied him. And oh, I suppose they so, all yeah. thought they'd have a chance, but they'd had no chance. Yeah, but the reason, I, yeah, the reason I brought it up is in a sense is when I talk to people who are that age, right, about what it was like. Yeah, yeah, is what they say is it was really important to have a community that was safe, where they could actually be themselves and remember who they were. Yeah. Because they were bombarded all the time by misinformation about like, oh, well, if you're gay, you've got to be effeminate. Or if you're gay, you have to be a certain way. You've got to be like this. You've got to be like, if you're gay, you're you know, permanently interested in sex and things like that. All these horrible stereotypes, which used to be kind of all pervasive when we were kids, right? Yeah. Right? Is If you imagine growing up in, or being like in your 20s and that, they said the community was really important because then they could remember that wasn't true. Does does that yeah. make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need to do the same thing. I think we need to constantly remind ourselves that we're not like that. Because yeah. psychologically how it works is it's working on fear and disgust. So in the eighties, right, yeah, people were disgusted by gay relationships. Yes. Yeah. They all used to because they were told to be. Mm. do you see what I mean they they were told that that was disgusting right and I think it's the same for us now is we're told that we should be feared people should be frightened of us yeah people should be disgusted by us and we don't take that seriously enough we need to kind of I think come together and remind ourselves that that's not who we are yeah I think you're right that isn't what the bible says that isn't who Christian, what Christianity is. No. It's all nonsense. 
But I think if we don't constantly remind ourselves of the truth, we very, very quickly get consumed into that disgust. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So I think, well, maybe we'll pick this up in a bit, but yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So that's that's it for this week. We'll let you ponder that. Dave's got his thinking face on. Yeah, now. I've got uh, my thinking, thinking face, face on, on yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll have a think about that. And uh, well, there's a lo- there's an awful lot to think about there. Yeah, yeah, there is. But I, I don't think it's intentional. I don't think it's driven by hate. I think it's just driven by misconceptions. Yeah, and I, I think it's a perpetuated misconception. Yeah, and, and, and how many things do we propagate that we're not invested in? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, sorry about that. So, we'll uh, see next week, Dave's going to watch um, uh, What We Did in the Shadows, which is a vampire programme. So, he's going to watch a vampire programme. I'll send him the link. It's on BBC, so you're all right. Right, yeah. Uh, you can watch that. So... That'll be good. Right, okay. And do you want to carry this one next week as well? About well, I think we should, yeah, it needs more unpacking, I think. Yeah, okay. So we'll carry on unpacking this idea about how we can be proud of our Christian faith a bit more next week. Yeah. Yeah? Excellent. So see you next time.